Okay. I don't know why I'm not front and center here, but okay, here I am. Okay, I'm highlighted. Great. Okay, reading from the Brihad Bhagavatamrita, Volume 1, Chapter 1, Text 38. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Sukham Samvesha Devam Tam Sagriham Gantum Udyatam Durach Tri Marado Trishvo Tito Muni Samagjata Wrong verse. It's the previous one. It's 137. Tato bimukam agatya Krishnasya rachitanjali tasmin nevar payam asa sarvam tatvalam sanchayam. After this, he again went before the Shalagram deity of Lord Krishna, and with folded hands, he offered to the Lord all the pious credit he had earned by the sacrifice. Omegana timarandasya gananjana shalakaya taksur unmalatamyena tasmai shri gurave namaha shri chaitanya mano bhishtam stapitam yena bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Tadati Sapadantikam Panchakalpa Turubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhayevacha Patitaram Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shivas Adhigor Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So really, first I just express my gratitude that, that I have an audience so that I can speak. So this is the story of the recipient of the topmost, the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. That's what Sanatana Goswami has to explain in terms of his mission from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And that's what the stories are about. That's what Janame Jaya requested from Jaimini Rishi after he heard the more intimate version of the Mahabharata and wanted a kila or a summary that was Maduram Samapi 
that ended with something most delightful and, and most sweet. And then Jaimini Rishi gave the kila or the summary of that more relishable Mahabharat that contained more focus on the intimate side of Krishna. I explained that many, many times. That communication, the same thing, can have different forms according to who your audience is. Let's say you want to explain the point, you're not the body. That's your philosophical point. And you're explaining it to an atheist. You're explaining it to a, a, you know, a, a, a quantum physicist. And you're explaining it to your attached mother. <laughs> you know, the according to the audience, the, the same concept can be presented according to the, 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 the frame of reference. There's a famous Christian. He doesn't like to be called evangelist because he's an evangelist, but the term has such a negative term, meaning that it doesn't represent him. But his name was Timothy Keller. And uh, he wrote a book, Reasons for God. Very good. And he was an amazing, an amazing preacher, because even though he was Presbyterian and and uh, not anything about Presbyterian, but I'm saying he was kind of Christian and, and had some conservative leanings. He, he had this job that he had to assign preachers, but none of the preachers wanted to go to New York City. They said, you can't preach to these people what we're teaching. So he went himself and he became immensely successful. I even know Pradyumna, Prabhupada Sanskrit scholar, Sometimes we'd go to his lectures, they were so good. You know, and he because he, he knew how, how to explain the same message to the audience. So the Mahabharat meant for a higher audience the history of India, the spiritual history of India, really points more to Vedaishta Sarvaham Eva Vedyo Vedantavid Vedavid Eva Chaham. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, of all the Vedas, I am to be known. So um, that second version, Mahabharat, and that's exactly what, that's exactly what March Prickett gave to Uttara. After he heard the Bhagavatam, then his mother came at the very end. And there wasn't much time. And he said, well, give me the essence of this. Give me the essence of this. So, and the essence of it, the essence of the Bhagavatam is to help you understand the topmost recipients of Krishna's mercy, which is the gopis. So, Marge Prickett begins to narrate this Brihad Bhagavatamrita, this story, which demonstrates the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy by Narada's search for it. 
And then the second book of Gop Kumar's internal search for it. There's two stories, but they have the same objective. They bo both, Narada wants to understand the person who's the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. And the story of Gop Kumar is he's searching for his own heart. Bhagavat Sarup Gan, Sambandha Vishesh Gan. It's described in Bhakti Sandarbha that what initiation is. One of the explanations is you get the form of God whom you're connected to. You get initiated in our line, you're not you're not Ram Bhaktas. You're not, you know, Vaikuntavasis. It's Krishna. And Sambandha Visheshgan, your relationship with that God is as a Vrijvasi. So that comes in a kind of seed form. And spiritual life means once you get that seed form, to develop it and manifest it fully. That's our own internal journey. Our own internal journey is actually changing our identity. Notice I've become a little bit more particular about Tilak now. <laughs> um, and uh, well first thing is two things I, I found a type of Tilak and Radha Kund well there is a type which actually stays on otherwise we put on the Tilak and it cracks and it looks strange so no one wants to wear it because you put it on and this, this kind of stays on and I learned how to put it on with a stick so that it actually looks neat. But that's not why I put it on, because I'm going to write about this in Monday Morning Greetings. It's like a uniform. It's a, a policeman can make a uniform plain's clothes. But it's a facility. So it doesn't mean it has to be, you know. So the, the whole idea with Vaishnav dress and Vaishnav markings is everything is trying to get an identity. This means I belong to Guru and Krishna. So everything's a change of identity, everything we do. You know, our, our, our regular principles are about, everything is, is, is changing the internal identity. That's what spiritual life means. I, I, uh, yeah, tomorrow you'll get my article, uh, Tis a Gift to be Simple, Tis a Gift to be Free. It's about my visit to the Shaker community. Incredible, right outside of Super Soul Farm. 1,400 acres, 20 buildings preserved. And the inspiration I got from Prabhupada's own thing, simple living and high thinking. But so I began to study them, and there's one man left. There's two people left, an old lady and a guy that's 57. And I heard him speak. And I, I was impressed in the sense that their, their, their saying is hand to work and heart to God, that they, they don't want to separate God consciousness from the practice and how you live. So it's everything for God. That's, and that's our philosophy. Yes, Yaharer Dasye, Karmana Manasagira. Nicholas to avatasu jivan mukta su uchite. 
What's a, what's a, a liberated soul? He's a servant of Krishna. Karmana, manasa, gira, body, mind, and works. So that's our process. It's it's a, it's it's Narada is is searching for that person. Gop Kumar got initiated, and then his guru left, but he had this feeling. So then he began to search, and he went every place. But even though it was incredible, you can go to Puri and Jagannath. He went so many places. It, it just it didn't fit his spirit. So he ultimately couldn't be satisfied. And then I'm saying ourselves spiritually. It's all about the antakarna, the internal body. It's meant to be completely spiritualized. So this is, it's, you don't have to wear tilak. Well, it actually, tilak is a devotional principle. You're chanting names of God all over your body, but, but I'm just saying it has a purpose. It's not just war paint, as Prabhupada said. There's a purpose to it. It's it, it, it it's identity. The dress is identity. Ultimately, to change the internal identity, but the external is also can be a facility for that. And I know as a sportsman what it meant to me to put on my uniform. <laughs> it created a move. But okay, so now this is the story of Narada. We're just going to briefly go over it and quickly come up to where we are. But we, what we want to do in, in this Priyad Bhagavatamrita is we're going to see what a devotee is through the eyes of Narada, who's appreciating devotees in his search. So Narada is in self, Prichit means examiner. He's looking. And, it, you know, the story begins at Kumbamela. It couldn't be a more spiritually uplifting time. It's the month of Mog. It's not only the month of Mog, but it's it's the Kumbamela. Every 12 years, special astrological configuration, nectar falling from the sky. And he's just taken bath. And he's with great sadhus. He's with exalted sages. And he's before the deities, and he's with these other sadhus that are before the deities. Kumbh Mela is, is amazing. Even when I went, there were millions and millions of people. And they built a city on the confluence of the Ganga, the Jamuna, and the Saraswati, Triveni. For God, Indians are organized, and you can't believe it. There'll be 30 million people there on the bathing day. 30 million people, no joke. I remember they're bathing. So they're before the deities, and it creates that spiritual vision of humility where you embrace your dependence in a feeling of deep protection and love from above as a child is happy in his mother's arms, a devotee with that consciousness is happy in the creation. He sees everything as 
God's energy and him, he, he sees himself as part of God's energy. So it's a bob and it's a mood and emotions create lens. You have the emotion of pride, it creates a lens to see everybody less. You have an emotion of deep hate or envy, you see people as worthless. And when you have a, a, a lens of, of, of compassion and gratitude and devotion and humility, which are really the first symptoms of the budding soul, when you have that, you tend to see people as part of God in a very, very liberal liberal way and what to speak when you see great sadhus you see them as receptacles for god and you see them as worshipable and and this story goes back many many years and 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 when it goes back many many years actually previously people would worship God in terms of their respect for others because people were so pure in the Satya Yuga. This story must not be the Satya Yuga because in the Satya Yuga there weren't deities because people were so pure you had no envy and you could see people as deities. Not that they were God but you could see that they were the receptacles of God. And you become very inspired when you see someone with devotion. You just want to serve them. So Narada is watching as all these sadhus are just telling everybody else, you're the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. And that person is reflecting, deflecting the praise to others. It's so nice when people have devotion and, and a mood of service. I told you I went to that one ashram in Barsana and they told me to be like entering into Jaiva Dharma and I'm sitting there and they're, they're falling they're falling over each other to, to they're falling over each other to serve me <laughs> and, and I'm sitting down and taking incredible prasadam And then I'm looking, and then as people come in, it's the same thing. Everybody wants to serve each other. Everyone wants to serve each other. So Narada is in this mood. And bhakti, sanjayate bhakti, in that association, you're just so happy in the humble position. because you're feeling God's love. And through that lens, he looks out and he sees this Brahmin with all his disciples. So it's, it's, it's a Grihasta and he, evidently he's like the, the Acharya. He sees the Acharya and he sees him walking, he's come to Kumbhamela with all his people. And then he starts taking out so many valuable things because devotion means to offer the best. So evidently this was a very well-to-do person. 
So you offer the best. That's what bhakti means. That's what Sri Radha is. Sri Radha is Mahabhav Sarup. She's the form of love. And the form of love is I love you. This is the best. This is the best. So he collects valuable things and then he starts to purify the ground to create his sacred space where there's no distraction for spiritual life, even subtly. I heard that great meditators, they don't, they don't let anybody else sit on their seat, their asana, because they feel it has subtly collects the energy of others. They're very, very careful. Of course, even careful of who cooks your food. When you're very, very pure and your objective is pure, it, you're, you, your, your experience of the world is much more subtle. Like you have a sloppy room and then something's thrown down. No one cares. But if you're like crystal clear, you know, then it'd be so impurity becomes visible when you're pure. Like Raghunath Das Goswami was taking some buttermilk, but he was feeling, I'm such a debauchy. Look at me, I'm an enjoyer. You know, I'm stuffing my face with pizza and the MVT. <laughs> and I think I'm a, a great renunciate. <laughs> so the ground, the sacred space is kept pure because the consciousness is so subtle. Consciousness is so subtle, so we can understand if a glass of water is dirty, you don't see anything that comes in, but it's very crystal clear or something. So the consciousness is clear. So previously, Brahmins used to cook for themselves when they traveled. When Prabhupada went to the West, he brought a cooker. He knew how important proper food offered in, in the right consciousness. He didn't go to Trader Joe's and buy some cream cheese and peanut butter. It was like consciousness. So he purifies the ground uh, and then he builds an altar. And this is interesting, he built the altar. When you do deity worship, mentions it in, in Nectar of Devotion is that you have to be very careful if you're a guru or an acharya, that you don't get the benefit if you have others do the worship for you. <laughs> you don't get the benefit. You know, you, you get you let somebody else worship it. But understand, you don't get the benefit of that worship. That person gets the benefit of the worship. And plus, this is God. He wants to do it himself. It's not if Prabhupada came, I would tell a disciple, go, go massage his feet. 
I would want to massage his feet. So he builds the altar himself. Um, and with great devotion, he performs the rituals. And that's what real bhakti is. The, the how would I put it? I don't want to denigrate it at all, but vaiti bhakti means there's a faith in rules. I do this, I get benefit. When I complete this, I get benefit. Ragmarg is when I do this, I get benefit. It's the devotion. So, I mean, there's many ways you can make these distinctions, Rag and Vaidhi, but he's, he's, he's worshiping very, very, you could just see it. It's not to finish it. He's absorbed. Everything is love. And therefore, passion speeds things up. It's love. And, he, and you can actually see it. When I first saw Prabhupada, the first thing I saw him do was wave as he came down from the plane. You can see the consciousness. Um, and then he, he starts to sing, he starts to dance, he starts to play musical instruments. And Narada is just as he's watching this and he's understanding, he can see through the external, what the consciousness is. They're very, very much connected. The face is the index of the mind. It's a science. If you're very careful, you can see great devotion. You can also be fooled. Therefore, Vishnu Chakravati Thakur says that in terms of bhava, we, we shouldn't judge people just by the external symptoms, they can be imitated, but rather by avyatakalatwam, that minute by minute they're engaged in Krishna's service and they're detached and they're, they're peace, you know, those type of qualities. But anyway, you can see something. And then after he finishes, he just offers respect to everyone. Narada is watching them and he worships them. And he's worshiping all the sannyasis and the brahmins and the gurus. And, he, and he's, he, he's just taking the water. He's so eager. He's taking the water that washed their feet. And then he feeds everyone, including the jackals, the outcasts. He feeds everyone. And then, then this verse. After all this, he after all this, he goes again before the feeler with his hands, and whatever pious credit he's gotten, the fall. Sanchayam, the accumulation of the fruit, sarvam, taught of this performance, the accumulation of all the fruit of this performance. Rachita, Tasmin Eva, Arpia, he offered it to God alone, everything. He has not, it's not fruitive. 
that's real bhakti. It's real sincere. You're not doing it for any other reason than to please Krishna. That's definitely what's in your heart. So he just wants to please Krishna. And Narada is just watching this and just, wow. This person has really gotten Krishna's mercy. When you understand Anya Bilashita Shunyam Gana Karma Dyanavritam Anukuyena Krishna Nu Shilana Bhakta Uttama. When you realize Anya Bilashita Shunyam, I don't want anything. Anukuyena Krishna Nu Shilana Bhakta I just want to please you. Yeah, love makes the world go round. There has to be an object of love, and it's God. And things in, 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 in relationship to God. So there's real devotees really have love. That's really their faith. It's their faith. It's what they're attracted to. It's love. I just want to please God. So the leader of the Brahmins put the deity comfortably rest and got ready to return home. Sri Narada had been watching it from a distance from within the assembly of sages just then Narada stood up. So Narada is in this whole assembly that you're the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. You're the topmost. No, you. And then Narada sees this and then he watches the whole thing. And then he stands up because he's got to go over there. Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Shastra Hoy, Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva City Hoy. Lava Matra, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva City Hoy. Lava Matra is a fraction. Of Sadhu Sangha, Sarva, you get Sarva, you get all perfection. Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Shastra. That's what the Shastra says. Most important thing. So Narada knows this. I am Eva Mahavishno Prayan Iti Muhur Bruvam Davam Gadvan Tike Tasya Viprendrashyedam Abravit. Sri Krishna Paramot Krishna Kripaya Bajatam Janam Loke Vikya Payam Vyaktam Bhagavad Bhakti Lampata. Again and again, Narada announced. So there are spiritual personalities. It's mentioned in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. It's an elaborate description. And it means purity does not mean everyone comes out of the same cookie cutter mold. There are different types of Vaishnavas. It's just like you have metal. They can be different shapes. If you put them in fire, they will become heat and light. But they still maintain their individuality. So they're one, but they're different. So Narada has a personality, and it seems 
that he's very expressive because I, I know two of the personalities described in perfection. One is, one is called a, a pebble in a pond mind, like a little pebble and there's a lot of waves. So there's, hey, they're very enthusiastic and bubbling. And then there's the volcano in the ocean. So much, but nothing shown externally. So Narada seems to be very effusive. And he's actually in disguise, so no one really knows who he is because he doesn't want to. That's why it says when you go to a holy place, you know, you don't come with many people, like the Guru doesn't come with many disciples. He's cognizant of that because he doesn't want that kind of consciousness. He may, as a service for Krishna, he may have to accept disciples, he may have to accept adulation, but he's going to the Holy Dham. But I remember one time, I remember one time Satsrutmarj went there and, and we put him up, he had that place there. It was much different than I used to stay there. They used to call it Satsrutmarj's house. Bon Marge's college didn't have any walls. So you could walk right across. So my house was like five minutes you walk. So bummed when they build a wall. Because they had to walk around. But it was like direct walk to the temple. So he's staying there with so many, so many, so many, so many, so many, so many people were visiting him. He was disturbed. Then he spoke to Sachinandana Swami. And Sachinandana Swami said, when he comes to Vrindavan, he keeps it sacred. He doesn't cut. So Narada Muni was incognito. He wanted to keep his worship sacred. Remember one time I was in the temple, and that's when, you know, there's 30 people in Mongol Arctic tops because there weren't that many people in Vrindavan. And we look, I look back by the Vyasa Sana Prabhupada, and there was Krishna Das Babaji praying. His hands were folded, he was praying. And then someone said, There's Krishna Das Babaji, and shh, he's gone. So you'll see this actually through the Brihad Bhagavatamrita that one is very reluctant to accept worship, accept praise. Because they're so happy in not being in the center, but worshiping the center and feeling that kind of, they don't, they don't, they they don't want, you know, we glorify Krishna, we hear the Bhagavatam, we put Krishna in the center, we worship Krishna in the center, we worship Guru. Our, our philosophy, our mood is we rather be serving than to be served. There's two categories of devotees. I always mention it. I saw it in India. Those who fight to serve and those who fight to be served. The competition to serve. So Narada, who is So, 
again and again, Narada announced, this is the Supreme Lord Vishnu's most dear devotee. Then he ran up to the Brahmin and declared him to be the recipient of Krishna's Lord Krishna's highest mercy. Narada proclaimed this openly besides himself with eagerness for devotional service to Lord Krishna. So that's also nice. What is his Bhagavad Bhakti Lumpata? His greediness in devotional service, his greediness in devotional service is Fasadu Sangha. So he sees this person and he's Purport Nard had been enjoying the festival incognito, but the ecstasies he was tasting in pure love impelled him to announce his realizations. All the Lord's devotees are dear to the Lord, as implied here by the word janam, which can mean either people in general or some specific person. Narada knows whom the Lord's most favors, and thus the word janam also expresses a more confidential idea in Narada's mind. He is ultimately referring to the dearest servant of Sri Krishna, Srimati Radharani, the Brahmin and the other devotees Narada will praise are also aware of their own lesser devotional standing. Narada here speaks mainly to enlighten the public, but also to gain the impetus for the expedition to the far ends of the universe in search of Krishna's best devotee. Anyway. It seems he's in two consciousnesses. That's once, but he also feels that this is such an incredible devotee. I have to associate. Srinarada Uvacha Bhavan Viprendra Krishnasya Maha Nugraha Bhajanam Yeye Drisham Dinam Dravyam Adaryam Vaibhavam Tata. Narada said, O leader of the Brahmins, it is you who have received. Lord Krishna's greatest mercy. After all, you have such wealth, property, generosity, and personal opulence. Swadharma padakam tatcha, sarvam eva mahamate, drishtam hi sakshad asma bir, asmin tirta vare duna. A wise one, in this best of holy places, we have now seen for ourselves that you are using these assets exclusively to establish pure religion. Satdharma. Apagatam. Swadharma, pure religious religion you, you, you are serving to establish. And how are you doing it? Tachasarvam Eva by using all these things. That's what you're using everything for to establish religion. And where in this best of holy places? So you have all these things, but you want to establish Swadharma. So he has a very high status but he doesn't abuse anything for material purposes. The assets came to him 
without his striving for them. He can't hide them, but he uses them in Krishna's service. Vidvad Varena Chakto Navidam Samaha Muni Swamin Kim Maya Krishnasya Kripalakshanam Ikshitam. That most learned Brahmin then replied to the best of sages, O Master, what signs of Krishna's mercy have you seen in me? Aham Baraka Ko Nusham Datum Shaknomi Vakiet. Vai Vai Bhavan Vartate Kim May Bhagavat Bhajanam Kuta. But who am I but a most wretched person? How much charity am I able to give? What opulence do I have? And how I have reciprocated with the Lord's devotional service. I love this purport. I, I read this before. When I first read it, so I'll read it. Any true devotee of Krishna considers himself insignificant, thinking himself one of God's countless jivas, who are mere sparks of God's splendor. The devotee is sorry for having foolishly rebelled against his creator, and reflecting on this rebellion, he thinks that his relative influence among all other fallen jivas mean let little. So there was a cartoon when I grew up, and I don't know. If anyone here saw it, it was called Top Cat. You ever see that, Jack? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it, it was an alley cat. And it was one alley cat that was better than all others, Top Cat. <laughs> but the point is, he was still an alley cat. And that's the conception here of someone who's very pure. I may be in here. I may have a position. But it's really relative. It's like you, you can't be proud of your position in the prison. So he, it's just not part of his consciousness. He just doesn't have that abhiman, that self-conception, that false ego, I am superior. It's just not within it. He's always seeing God and God's glory and the greatness of God. The creation, atrasargas, pasargas, cha. He's feeling so insignificant. Like when I first saw the Himalayas and I drove up to the Himalayas for the first time. And then looking at those mountain ranges, they're so vast. And I felt so beautiful. I felt reverent. I felt small. It was very, very devotional. But someone who's Krishna conscious, the Prabhupada said, is thrilled at every moment because he's actually seeing everything as God's energy. So he can't identify this, that I'm so great, you're so great. He's, and because he, 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 he's, it's just like a guru. A guru shouldn't be looking down at his disciples. He should be looking up to his guru. So you're in the same position, the same person. And one person is feeling proud by what his perspective of vision is. And another person, is feeling very humble. He's just looking at it from a broader perspective. So this, this Brahmin just can't identify with that. What to speak of the purity of his heart than any speck of... of, of and that's why I so saw the, the people who are the least spiritual, 
think they're the most spiritual <laughs> and, and don't see their faults because the heart is so dirty. So it's hard to see the mistakes or faults, but someone who is very, very pure, a little mistake becomes so apparent in his consciousness. So this is this is the, and now what he'll do, and we'll read that next time he points to a king. But because I have to prepare a seminar someplace else, this is another story. On Wednesday, I'm going to do the last chapter. And on Sunday, I'll continue with this. And we'll also do the last chapter when I finish it. So, um, let's see. Well, Chimuna Jaya doesn't seem to be here, which is unusual. Anybody like to say hello, share a, a reflection? How about question? Right. Yes, yeah. Yeah, um, oh, there's a couple things. Um, just want to make sure that he who has the most mercy, right? Is it that person who is receiving the most affection from Krishna? Yes, it's two things. A person who is most receptive to the affection that is there. Mm -hmm. So it's a question of, of, of your heart being open. Mm -hmm. And in the same sense, it's because Krishna is a person and doesn't have the defect of impersonality. It's the person whose intensity of love inspires Krishna to give himself. What is Krishna's mercy? It's Krishna himself. That's what Krishna's mercy is. It's like the holy name. What's the mercy of the holy name? It's the holy name itself but it's the revelation of the, the holy name, the person of the holy name. Okay, yeah, and, and, the, and the love that that embodies basically is really the thing. Yes, of course. Okay, just can I just do one more? Yes. Um, you know, when you were talking about how in bygone days, there were people who were so pure that they were seen as receptacles of God, you know? Yeah. And so that brought to mind an experience that I just had this weekend of this, I guess, I mean, I only discovered her now, but, you know, I, she seems to be a very famous person. And she was talking about, she's a singer, and she was talking about her brother. You know, these are Christian singers. And she was talking about her brother who, who died. And that, that death is what awakened her, her love for God, for Jesus specifically. And she was describing her brother. You know, she comes from a family of, of, of preachers and, you know, very pious people. But, you know, they're, they're also a family of hunters, you know. And she was describing her brother who died, who was an avid hunter, but he was also a person who um, never, what stood out in her mind is that he never ever criticized anybody, you know? 
So your question is how to reconcile that? Yeah, I mean, to say these are people who are, you know, you can. Well, well you, know, I, you know, honestly speaking, Gail, I've always wondered about that hmm. because all I would say is there are some sins that people commit in ignorance that don't, and and therefore it doesn't. Although it's sinful, it doesn't overcome their general devotion and mood. I've seen that. And I've seen that. And uh, somehow or other, it's just my perception. Where it's hard for me when I see like an Indian who's eating meat, <laughs> you know, there's so much knowledge and understanding. You look at him in a completely different way than some pious, you know, Christian who serves everyone and gives their life to everyone. Mother Teresa. Yeah, right. That's the only way I can answer it. I've, I've been thinking of the same thing myself, Gail. Mm -hmm. You know? Maharaj? Yes. Yeah, this is you, this dear. Hi, Krishna. Hi, Bo. I had that same question. I was in, uh, gave a Sunday feast class in Rome a few weeks ago. And the person said, you know, I have a priest who's just so saintly, but, you know, he's not a vegetarian. How do I reconcile it? <laughs> same question. Yeah. And um, let me know what you think. The, the way I answered it is that we all, it's like the heart is a house and has so many different rooms representing our various qualities and the person may have abundance in so many qualities but you know weak in perhaps another one right and the only way I could answer is can you imagine how incredible that person would be if they had that capacity for more compassion and sensitivity to other lives animals Plants, so uh, it's, a, it's a nice answer. I, you know, I was at this Shaker, uh, Shaker community. It's not Shakers anymore, but you, if you'll read my Monday morning greetings, I was really affected. But of course, you know, they ate meat. But 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 I was really happy to hear that there was a a section of the Quakers. It was called Graminism, that were vegetarians and took cold showers because it helped them to conquer lust <laughs> so i thought wow that's good i i think i really like your answer you know to 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 say the person has so many good qualities but rather than saying it negates everything else to do it in the opposite way and say how much better that would be if the person also had that realization yeah that's great uh, uh, maharaj i have a story that might help Thank you. Hey, great to see you, Brahmatirtha. Thank you. Yeah. Um, there was one devotee, um, Sarveshri, who had a very, very dear, beloved grandfather. And he was a butcher, a kosher butcher. And he died. And the devotees, in their infinite compassion, reminded her that he'll go to hell for uh, one hell for every hair on the cow's body or whatever. Uh, uh, thing they might have said and she was very very disturbed so she went to Prabhupada said Prabhupada my beloved grandfather is so pious he did everything religious 
but he was a butcher. And grandfather and Prabhupada said, your grandfather went to heaven. Because he did it all, even butchering, he was doing it as Jewish, so it's kosher. So he was doing it in a mood of devotion. So that was how Prabhupada consoled her. So I wanted to share that story with you. He told me that story. That, that, that gives me great solace too, because my <laughs> grandfather was also had a chicken market. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, uh, you know, so. And, and, you know, there's that famous story when Hari Kesh went to Poland. Somehow the uh, behind the very, very stiff iron curtain, the uh, consul general's wife was Polish, was coming to Arctic and dancing. Who was Papa coming Sol to Arctic? The consulate general's wife oh. from Poland. Yeah. And, and Prabhupada saw this older white lady dancing at Arctic. He said, what's going on here? And when you realize who she was, he said, get the visas. So they got visas and went behind the Iron Curtain, which was impossible then for Americans. And when R.A.K. and uh, companion came back after a winter of, in Poland, uh, they were emaciated. And Prabhupada said, what happened? He said, well, there's nothing to eat unless you're very rich, you know, this, except for meat. And, and, and Paul in the winter, they just can't get anything hardly. And Prabhupada said, then eat meat. <laughs> he said, what about my consciousness? And Prabhupada said, damn your consciousness, preach. And <laughs> it was clear that Prabhupada had no intention. And I asked Harikishan this many times, no intention for him to eat meat on one hand, on the other hand, he wanted to give the ranking of priority of what's important. So it changed my whole way of viewing things. I always had this attitude, well, I'm meeting a meat eater, they're horrible. And you know, it just changed my attitude towards it. I just realized, hey, I used to be that too. You know, stop, I should stop being so proud. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, that's nice great. To that's great to see you. By the way, uh, several people told me they like your classes at the Bhakti Center. So, oh, well, I have one goal at giving a class only don't fall asleep. But thank <laughs> well, you, you, thanks for that. You do a good job. You oh, do a good okay. job. It's actually someone told me that they they listen or they love when you come on. Okay, oh, I'm in <laughs> okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, it's Isabel and Mid. Hare Krishna, good morning. <laughs> wow, okay, good to see both of you. Nice to okay. see you, thank you for thank class. You. Thank you for listening to the class. Okay, Hare Krishna. <laughs> okay, anybody else? Anybody else? Say hello. Hare Krishna Gurudev. Jai Shri Radhe. <laughs> I just wanted to say that uh, second time you mentioned it, you mentioned it on Wednesday class. And now that devotion very connected with not the result, but the process. And that's really getting the point for me, like to concentrate on the process itself more important than on the result. Right. That's, yeah, that's bhakti. Yeah, just like I think someone in ecstasy, they offered the banana peels instead of the bananas. 
because <laughs> they were in such ecstasy offering to Madan Mohan, but he appreciated it. It was the devotion. Okay, great. Thanks. Nice to see you on. Good. Thank you, Gurinder. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Dr. Gopinath here. See you tomorrow, right? Hare Bo. Hare Krishna. Tota, I'll see you tomorrow. Yes. Okay, Hare Bo. Hare Krishna Gurmaharaj Narmasaki here. Thank you Always for the nice. wonderful class. Always nice to hear from you. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Gurudev. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Oh, Abhis Sundari. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much for the class. Wonderful. Okay, a few more people. I looked at the Hare list. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Sri Radhika. Hare Bhav. Thanks for the class, Maharaj. Okay. Beautiful sign. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Hamila Tarada. Thank you so much for class. Hey, Haribo, Haribo. <laughs> Good. Anybody else? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Guru Hamila, nice to see you. This is Hare, Hare Thank you very much. Good. A few more? Maharaj, thank you very much for the class. It's a lot of wonderful, deep things. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Good. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Garage. It's Logovinda. Thank you so much for class. Haribo. Haribo. I need some ghee wicks. You don't have to put the ghee in it, just the wicks. Okay. Somehow I can't find mine. Okay. Okay. Am I going to? Um, oh. I'm going to email you about Tuesday. Oh, okay. Just let me know. I'm not going in now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> My plans okay. have been changed. Okay. Anybody else? Haribo. Okay, we'll end now. Why don't you call it through this chakra